Hello, everyone. I'm so glad you could join us today at Empowering Life Ministries podcast. I'm Daryl Barber, and I'll be your host today. I hope you're having a great day. Uh, I've got a few things I want to share with you before we uh, get into the Word. Uh, Our website is empoweringlifeministries.com. If you want to go to that, uh, you can get information uh, about our our itinerary uh, that we have. You can also uh, get my book, From Glory to Glory, is available there. Uh, if you want to give a donation, you can do it on the website also. Uh, but after the podcast, if you would, uh, if you give us a rating on the podcast, that's going to help us to enlarge our audience of listeners, and we definitely want to do that. We want people to hear what we've got to say. Uh, we are going to be at Word of Life uh, Ministries in Fort Payne, Alabama with Pastor Kevin Namie Gurley, February the 11th and 12th. They're having their annual Thrive Marriage Conference, and Donna and I are going to be doing that. Uh, If you'll go to Word of Life Ministries uh, page, you can find uh, where you can get registered at $60 a couple, early bird to get signed up for that. But it's always a great time every year, so I'd encourage you. uh, It would be something to really build your marriage up and be a good time to get away. Fort Payne's a beautiful place to visit if you haven't been there. And Pastor Kevin Namely and Bishop Marlin and Brenda Williamson are incredible people, so I know you'd enjoy your time there. We're studying in the book of Romans, been in here for a bit, and we're just moving into verse 3 of Romans chapter 1. We were looking at and talked about the last time we were together uh, how that Paul, I got to thinking about what it seemed like his main thing was he wanted to share with this Roman church. And the first thing he starts speaking to them about is the gospel regarding his son. Uh, Let me just read verses 1 through 3 to you. It says, From Paul, and I'm reading out of the Amplified Bible, it says, From Paul, a bondservant of Jesus Christ the Messiah, called to be an apostle, a special messenger set apart to preach the gospel, the good news of and from God, which he promised in advance long ago through his prophets in the sacred scriptures. The gospel regarding his son, who as to the flesh, his human nature, was descended from David. And uh, it'll go on in verse 4 and talk about his divine nature. But we are in really got down to where we're speaking to verse 3. And we looked at, uh, really in verse 2, about uh, where he spoke long ago, his promised. Uh, through the prophets and the sacred scriptures, and we went back and looked at uh, the new covenant because he he is speaking here about uh, when Jesus came on the scene that this seed came through Abraham and this seed came through David, and that's what we've been looking into uh, on, on our last podcast. And uh, we had talked about uh, we'd been doing. Uh, the many aspects of the gospel we find in Scripture. It's not just the gospel of salvation, but it's the gospel of Christ, the gospel of the grace of God, the gospel of the kingdom. And what we've tied this into is the gospel of His Son. And he, uh, to me, that seems to be the first thing that He wants to get them to understand as a church. Uh, the promises of God, uh, everything that took place in that, and, and really how... Uh, because I was thinking about with them, uh, you know, this is not Jews. This, these are the, these are Gentiles in Rome that are giving their hearts to Christ and starting to follow after the Lord. I, I think it's an amazing thing, you know. If you, and just a, just something I want to throw at you here, but you know the way the Lord 
overcame, uh, we spoke, I can't remember, it's probably been maybe a couple of podcasts ago, but we spoke about looking at the prophecies and Daniels of those four kingdoms that were going to be, and the stone that was cut out of the mountain that, uh, well, of course, was Jesus, and uh, took out all those kingdoms and become a great mountain. Uh, we looked at that as far as that was the Babylonian kingdom, the Medes and Persia, uh, the Persian kingdom, the Greeks with Alexander the Great, and then Rome whenever Jesus came on the scene. And we looked at that at how uh, how this was going to come about, and this was prophetic speaking in Scripture about all this taking place. And you know the big thing about it to me that, that really strikes me is when you find out about 325 A.D., uh, whenever Constantine got born again. And remember, he saw the cross in the heavens, and it said, with this conquer. And really, uh, I believe he uh, went about it the wrong way in some of the things that he did, of course, and most of us probably would too in our quest. But the main thing it speaks to me about is that the Lord overcome this great power of Rome through the Word of God. The Word of God moved throughout that kingdom and kept adding them into the body of Christ to where literally they were overcome by the grace of God. <laughs> and Paul is sharing in this, when he gets into the gospel regarding his son, he starts speaking as to the flesh, his human nature, uh, he was descended from David. And we were talking about in that how the scripture, uh, we went back into Samuel and looked that whenever David wanted to build uh, the Lord a house, the Lord ended up telling him through Nathan the prophet, no, I'm going to build you a house is what I'm going to do. And he's speaking of his posterity. And uh, they were not going to fail a man being on the throne uh, from all that time. And of course, we know that is speaking of Jesus Christ coming into that. We also looked into Abraham, uh, Jesus being the seed of Abraham and how those things tie in to the new covenant being established. And I want us to look in Matthew chapter 1 and verse 1 because it starts out saying the book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, and the son of Abraham. And if you read through this, uh, the list of genealogy, it speaks um, when you get down to about uh, verse 14, I think it is. Not there right now. But uh, let me get turned over here to that. When it gets down to, I'm sorry, verse 17, it says, so all the generations, it speaks, the list of genealogies speaks of 14 generations from Abraham to David, 14 generations from David to the Babylon exile, the deportation, and then 14 generations from the Babylonian exile to Christ. All that adds up to 42 generations, but the, it only has 41 in the list. And there's a reason for that. The reason why is Christ is the last that's listed, and that speaks of the church being this 42nd generation. If you look back prophetically in Psalm 22 and 30, it prophesied about that's going to take place. It said, a seed shall serve him, and it shall be accounted to the Lord for a generation. And that's us today. That's the church that is serving the Lord. And uh, as I looked to this, I, I just got to thinking about it, and I thought maybe some questions that might come to mind, even with you, is have you ever wondered how Jesus was the seed of Abraham and the seed of David when Joseph didn't impregnate Mary? The Holy Ghost overshadowed Mary and placed that divine seed of God within her. 
And you know, Mary, Mary had skin in the game because when the Holy Ghost overshadowed her and placed that seed of Jesus within her, her body helped feed, nourish, and birth God. And another interesting thing that I saw in this is in Matthew's genealogy, Joseph's father is listed as Jacob in verse 16. And that's in, uh, let me turn to that again. Yeah, in verse 16. And then when you go on down, <clears throat> you'll find out there's another genealogy found in Luke 3 and 23. And it gives Mary's genealogy. It doesn't list Mary because this culture, in most cases, just don't list the women, but it lists her father. In this one, it says Joseph was the son of Heli, H-E-L-I. This was actually Mary's father. Mary was a descendant of Abraham and David, just like Joseph was, and she was of the tribe of Judah. So, you know, that might not mean anything to you, but I, you know, I think it's a rabbit trail I thought was worth mentioning because some of the questions we have come up in our minds. Uh, Joseph's seed never impregnated her. Joseph's seed uh, had no part in that as far as birthing Christ, but it was the seed of the Holy Ghost and Mary also came. So that's how Jesus, amen, came as a descendant of Abraham and David. In the Amplified Bible, in Hebrews, it says this, Hebrews 2, 9 through 18, but we do see Jesus who was made lower than the angels for a little while by taking on the limitations of humanity, crowned with glory and honor because of his suffering of death, so that by grace of God, by the grace of God extended to sinners, he might experience death for the sins of everyone, for it was fitting for God, that is, an act worthy of his divine nature, that he for whose sake are all things and through whom are all things, in bringing many sons to glory, should make the author and founder of their salvation perfect through suffering, bringing to maturity the human experience necessary for him to be perfectly equipped for his office as high priest. Both Jesus who sanctifies and those who are sanctified, that is, spiritually transformed or made holy and set apart for God's purpose, are all from one Father. For this reason, he's not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters, saying, I will declare your Father's name to my brethren, the believers. In the midst of the congregation, I will sing your praise. And again, he says, my trust and confident hope will be placed in him. And again, here I am. I and the children whom God has given me. Therefore, since these his children share in flesh and blood the physical nature of mankind, he himself in a similar manner also shared in the same physical nature without sin, so that through experiencing death he might make powerless, ineffective, and impotent him who had the power of death, that is the devil, and that he might free all those who the haunting fear of death were held in slavery throughout their lives. For as we all know, he, Christ, does not take hold of the fallen angels to give them a helping hand, but he does take hold of the fallen descendants of Abraham, extending to them his hand of deliverance. Now, I want to throw something in here. The King James Version of that verse says this, he didn't take on the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of of Abraham. And you know, uh, it's another confirmation of Jesus being the seed of Abraham, the seed of David. Therefore, it was essential 
that he had to be made like unto his brothers and mankind in every respect so that he might by experience become a merciful and faithful high priest in things related to God to make atonement, propitiation for the people's sins, thereby wiping away the sin, satisfying divine justice, and providing a way of reconciliation between God and mankind because he himself in his humanity has suffered in being tempted. He is able to help and provide immediate assistance to those who are being tempted and exposed to suffering. You know, we this is what we've learned over the years. When Jesus died, he didn't just die for us. Jesus died as us. And you know, because he died, I died. Because he was buried, I was buried. Because he resurrected, I resurrected. And that resurrection life is what abides in me today. It abides in every believer in the Lord. I don't have to wait for resurrection to come to me. Jesus already provided that for me by setting me in right standing with the Father. And, you know, Paul is trying to get this across to the Roman church so they can have a true identity in who they are because, you know, uh, most of these nations very polytheistic in their belief system. They had all kinds of gods, uh, all kinds of things they looked to. Most of the time in, in uh, Rome, it was the Caesars that were uh, looked to as being gods. But uh, this is speaking to the natural part of this, Jesus as the Son of Man. And then we're going to look into, when we get together in the next podcast, about Him being also the Son of God, which speaks to His humanity, but it also speaks to his divinity. And that's what has to be uh, really uh, embraced and understood about the Son of God. <clears throat> the Son of God, you know, his whole statement I've heard for years, the Son of God became the Son of Man so that the Son of Men can become the sons of God. That's his purpose in coming to the earth, and he's bringing many sons to glory. I'll talk to you again next podcast. Have a great day.